are now listening to the Motivated Mama podcast. This is a community for parents that want to be authentically themselves while looking for judgment-free, genuine, and heartfelt parenting advice. We talk to other mothers and experts to get small, easy steps that we can take to help us accomplish our goals. Learn with me as we discover ways to break patterns of unproductive behavior repeated generation after generation in our families. Hey guys, welcome to the first episode of The Motivated Mama. And today we are talking about something that is super, super important to me. Um, Probably one of my favorite things to really get into, and that is generational trauma. Um, So um, generational trauma, or some call it generational curses, or family trauma, or I even read once ancestral fault. Um, So what is it even? Um, So generational trauma is basically um, like a habit or a behavior that's been passed down from generation to generation. And essentially what happens is a child receives all of this information. So they pay attention to how they're parented, all the good, the bad, the ugly. And then they turn around and they use that same information that they received to parent their children. And regardless if it's good, if it's bad, they take that and it continues on and then it continues on and then it continues on until eventually somebody says, hmm, maybe that wasn't okay, or maybe that's not right. Um, So basically, that is what generational trauma is, just essentially negative habits that are continuously passed down, and they end up with a person who eventually is like, this ain't cool. Um, So what are some examples of generational trauma? So that can be something as simple as, yelling when you're frustrated or being extremely controlling when it comes to parenting your kids. Sometimes it goes into a realm of favoritism and treating children differently in your household. Um, Or it can even go deeper into bigger issues like poverty um, or divorce. Um, and sometimes it gets dark into like sexual trauma, um, and abuse. Um, so it's a, it's a very wide range of issues, um, that sometimes families make a habit of continuously doing out of comfortability. Um, it's easier to just continue on than to actually try to fix the problem. Um, so like I've seen even narcissism be a huge part of generational trauma. People don't realize that you can actually pass down narcissism. And a lot of times a part of a narcissist is to gain someone else to control. And they essentially teach somebody else, like uh, one of their children, how to be a narcissist as well. Um, So very, very many different forms of generational trauma. Um, So when we get into it, you know, the first step is even recognizing it. What is it? And some people recognize this from very, very, very early on when they are a child. They sense things are wrong. They sense things are messed up. 
they're not happy, they're not comfortable, they notice that maybe their life and the way their parents act or whoever their caregiver is raising them is probably, it might be different than when they go to their friend's house and how their parents act and raise them. So some kids become curious on, is this right or is this wrong? Um, But a lot of times I notice you become more keen to what's going on or your generational trauma as you grow older. And it usually comes out first as an adult when you get into serious relationships. Um, You start seeing, you know, your bad behaviors come out, your triggers come out. Um, And you can notice this a lot when, you know, you begin to have your first arguments with somebody. How do you react when people disagree with you? Or how do you react when somebody yells at you? Um, Or how do you react when somebody talks to you sensibly and good? And that's just something that you're not used to. Um, So it can come out then. And a lot, a lot of times it comes out when you have your kids, because now you're put in a position to have to parent and you have to figure out how you're going to parent. Um, And you'll see yourself become triggered by a lot of things that your children do. Um, And you'll even have that same family who you grew up with. You know, if you do things different, they may call out what you're doing different or they may try to care for your child in the same way that they cared for you. And you may notice like that's not okay. You may become defensive. Um, So a lot of times it comes out when you become a parent, too, because now your eyes are like forced to be opened in a sense um, to what, you know, really happened with you as a child. Um, So as we talk about, you know, recognizing the trauma, I want to get into a story. So here's my story time. Um, So this is a story of two sisters. Um, I actually had people, you know, reach out to me about this, um, but they're going to remain anonymous. Um, But their story is really, really cool. Um, these two women actually aren't even parents yet, but I think their story is a really good idea because they're already, um, you know, noticing that things may not have been okay um, as a child. And just full disclaimer, before we get into their story, people need to understand that generational trauma doesn't necessarily mean you had bad parents It doesn't necessarily mean you have a a toxic family. Um, And it if you're a person whose child has reached out to you about these things, you're not under attack. Um, I feel like it's just a place that people feel like they need to heal from. So that's why they recognize it and they try to move on with fixing it because it is just a healing process. So no one should, you know, take it as a hit to them. It's just you know, a way to work through it because it's generational trauma for a reason. It's something that's kind of embedded in you that you have to go back and rewind and fix. So our story of two sisters. Um, So the first sister, um, you know, explained to me that she has a father who is very loving, very caring until he gets upset. And 
whenever he gets upset, he becomes very angry and he yells a lot and he may say things that are belittling um, and he may call them out of their names or use vulgar language whenever he's angry. Um, so this particular instance, um, it was her birthday rolling around and she wanted to get a tattoo and she was turning 16 and she wanted this tattoo and he promised her that he would take her to get the tattoo. Um, so, you know, she's planning it and she's planned it and she's ready to go the day of her birthday. She has the appointment. It's time to go. Well, he tells her, I'm busy. So maybe tomorrow. And of course, naturally as a teenager, you're going to become upset because this is something that you've been looking forward to. Um, and now it's like, it doesn't matter. Um, so in that instance, she kind of called him out because she said it's a normal thing that he does is procrastinate and put things off, which that's also a form of generational trauma is procrastination and putting things away and making, you know, tucking things so you don't have to deal with them. Um, so, you know, in his instance, he may not really want her to get it, but he's just telling her what she wants to hear to put it off so he doesn't have to worry about it. Um, but in this instance, she finally calls it out. She's like, you know, you always say tomorrow, not in a rude way, not in a, you know, attitude and using snapping off and nothing like that. She just said, you always say tomorrow. Well, when she said that, he becomes angry, is beside himself, is screaming, yelling, cussing. And she said at that point, she she breaks down and she just says to herself, maybe one year I'll have a good birthday. Um, And that was so disheartening to me because it's not even about the tattoo. It's not about her being like a spoiled teenager who just wants what she wants right now. It's the fact that she can't speak her mind, um, even in this instance. And some people may think it's so petty, but even in this instance, this is just one instance where she can't say how she feels without him lashing out, which is a common thing, you know, even when addressing generational trauma, which we're going to get into addressing it. But it's a common thing with parents where, a child is to not be heard. A child is to be shut down. What I say goes, that is what it is. And if you speak the truth, you're wrong. And now you're punished for saying a fact, for stating a fact. Now you're in trouble. Um, and I've seen it a lot. And actually, I've witnessed it. Um, I've dealt with it in my own life, in my childhood. Um, and I've seen a lot of people. This is like a common thing when we get into talking about generational trauma is if you're a child, you're to not be heard. If you're a child, your voice doesn't matter. And when you voice up and you speak out, you're disrespectful and you're wrong. And now you deserve to be talked to crazy, which is totally incorrect, um, which could have been handled better. You know, if he had something to do, he could have said, you know, I said tomorrow because I'm sorry, I forgot and I have something else that I have to do, but I promise we can get it done. Um, I'm sorry to disappoint you on your birthday because ultimately that was her birthday gift and she didn't get it. Um, 
you know, when she called him out on saying, you know, you always tell me tomorrow, that could have been a time for the parent to reflect. And we talk about this not only to say, you know, to scold the parent, like you did this thing wrong. We talk about this so that we can think to ourselves as well, where have I done this at? Um, you know, when have I lost my cool? Um, you know, how how do you step back and reflect as a parent when your kid calls you out when you've done something wrong? Like, do you initially lash out and be like, how dare you? You know, because I found myself doing that in the past when my daughter says like something that's blatantly a fact, even if it's as simple as I'm like, hey, I can't find the remote. And she's like, hey, you had it last. It was in your room. And I'm like, no, I didn't. And she's like, yeah, you did. And I'm like, find the remote. And she goes in my room and grabs it. And she's like, it's where I said that you had it at. It's like, you kind of feel like silly and embarrassed to a point. And how dare my child for calling me out, you know, when I'm supposed to be the one that's right. And in those instances, you have to really just put your ego to the side and be like, you know what? My bad. You know, you're right. I do always procrastinate. I'm sorry that my procrastination has, you know, had this effect on you. And it's nothing wrong with apologizing to your kid because you're human. You know, I think if more of us as parents just saw ourselves as human, just like if we saw our children as human, it would be so easy to just handle the issue and move forward. And you don't have to have these huge blow ups, you know, so it would have been easier to say, you know what? you're right. I procrastinated. I always procrastinate. I'm sorry that this has affected your birthday in a negative way. I promise to do better next time. And it could have been better. And the girl wouldn't have been left feeling like, dang, I can't never have a good birthday. I can't never have a good day. Because if anybody says anything to you, you're mad. Um, so the story of the other sister um, kind of the same thing. So, you know, she, she felt like she was very unheard in the same kind of instance though, but differently. Um, she's very quiet and she's very timid. Um, and she says a lot of times she doesn't say things because she's afraid that her dad is going to be mad or he's going to lash out. So now it's kept her from you know, barely even using her voice. Um, but in her instance, she talked about how difficult her life was when her parents went through a divorce. Um, you know, they went through this, this divorce. It wasn't a good time, but it went by extremely fast for her. And she's like, you know, during that time, nobody really had a say so in anything. And, you know, her father quickly married after like literally like two months after her parents divorced and she had to immediately move in with this person that she didn't know. And she was forced to call this person her mother, like forced to call her mom. And when she didn't want to do that, it became the same issue. The yelling, the screaming, the, you know, the temper tantrum almost like this parent throws a temper tantrum 
whenever someone doesn't want to do things his way. Um, so I feel like that is the the trauma right there in itself. The little, you know, all the other pieces play into it, but ultimately what's hurting the two sisters that I'm hearing is he's constantly screaming and yelling and throwing a fit to get his way. Um, and that's passed down because my mom was a screamer and a yeller my whole life. She screamed and yelled about every single thing. If the sun didn't shine right, she was mad and she's cussing and screaming and yelling. Um, and you see it a lot. You, you can go in public and see a parent screaming and yelling and freaking out on their kids. Um, but in this instance, it's more of like a control thing. And the second sister's story is like, I'm going to control you. I'm going to tell you what you are going to do, even if that means you're calling a complete stranger your mom and you don't even know her, but you're going to do it. And if you don't do it, you're punished for not doing it. Um, so that it's a lot of issues within that scenario itself. Um, but I asked this sister in particular, I'm like, has this affected your relationship? Because now she's an adult and out of the house. Um, but I asked her, I'm like, you know, she doesn't have children yet, but do you feel like the way you were parented in these instances with your father have affected your relationships now? And she was quick to say, she was like, I mean, I don't mean to be, um, what did she say? I don't mean to be dramatic, but yes. Um, she says she's lost a lot of friends and she has trouble communicating in relationships now because all she knows to do is when she's angry, she screams and she yells. And when she is not, um, when somebody disagrees with her or when she doesn't have full control, she screams and she yells. She's developed a lot of anxiety Um and it's just been a very traumatizing issue to her to the point where, you know, I discussed with her counseling and different things like that. And she, you know, let me know that she's tried counseling, but something happened with, you know, technical things like insurances and stuff. But luckily we did find her a counselor. So she's actually gone ahead and set up counseling. So that way she can, you know, try to overcome this because what both of the sisters actually said to me was, please help me through this because I don't want to be the same parent to my children. And that was just like eye opening. And, you know, one of the sisters specifically said, can you pray for me? Because I'm afraid that when I have kids, I'm going to act the same way. So I'm glad that we found that resource for them. So that way they can get counseling to kind of overcome, um, you know, these issues that they're having that that they've received as a result of the trauma. So with that being said, you know, those are some really, really eye-opening stories. I do have some homework for you now. Um, so your homework is to recognize your trauma. You can do this in various ways. Some of us already know. I could give you a laundry list of my stuff. Um, but, you know, you want to recognize your trauma. So write down things, you know, think about like I told them, how do you react when you're in an argument? 
When somebody yells at you, what is your reaction? When somebody doesn't yell at you, what is your reaction? Um, Do some shadow work. With shadow work is basically just like trying to sit back and really remember how things went in your household. Try to remember what a regular day was in your household as a child. Um, Try to think about, you know, how you saw your parents react in different types of situations. How did they treat each other in different situations? How did your parents argue? How did your, if if your parents weren't together, how did they argue with other people? How did they treat other people in their families? Um, were they quiet? Were they timid? Were they not open? Were they closed off? Were they out loud about different things? Um, so just try to think of that and also think of your triggers, especially if you already have children. When your kids cry, how do you react? Um, when your kids disagree with you, how do you react? When your kids tell you no, how do you react? When they're screaming and yelling and throwing a tantrum think about your reactions to things and try to put those puzzle pieces together to be like hmm why do I react this way is it because my mama reacted that way when I was a kid um is it because I'm angry um you know when my daughter lied to me I had to figure out why I got so mad it's because I was triggered by that from situations in my life where people lied to me and led me astray. So you have to figure out what your triggers are. So your homework is to recognize that trauma. Also, if you're on our website or on our Facebook page, um, I will have a recognizing your trauma checklist. Um, And it's going to have all of these different things in detail. So that way you kind of have a guide um, to recognizing your trauma. Um, So tune back in. Because next time we're going to continue this talk about generational trauma and we're going to go into how to address that trauma with your family or loved ones. Um, So make sure to subscribe and to tell all of your other parenting friends or your families um, or any type of caregivers that you know about the show. So that way they can listen in as well. Thank you all so much for listening. If you want to submit a question or if you want to be on the show, message me at contact at momamapodcast.com. That's M-O-M-A-M-A podcast.com. Please tell all the moms you know about the podcast, our Facebook group, YouTube channel, and community events. Your recommendation helps our show grow. Please rate and review us wherever you listen to our podcast.